Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sandalay. So what? I've got... Yeah. I'm podcasting with about four separate local anaesthetic injections into the right side of my face. Having been to the dental hygienist... Can just... Can you see my face? Yeah. I can just detect that. It's dying down. It and it's, it's coming through in your voice it, as well. It really... I'm in quite a lot of pain. So, do you want to give us an update on the hygienist, or see if I for tomorrow? Uh, well, just briefly, I've been up there. I did a podcast with you this morning, then I went over there, and they did the right... They, they did the second half of my face because they can only do of my mouth. They can only do half at a time for reasons I don't know. And uh, I was I was there for a long time, and they inject you a lot first, and your mouth is like so numb. And I go lightheaded. I feel almost like high, and then you go away all like dozy and with your mouth just completely numb. In fact, your whole face numb. And then I came back and I felt very woozy and I had a sleep and thought hopefully. After my sleep, the numbness sort of worn down. I'll feel less weird. So I did have a little nap for 20 minutes. And when I woke up, the numbness had gone. But now it's been replaced by searing pain. Fucking hell. Are you okay to do this? Yeah. Do you want to proceed with this, with this episode? I will pod through thick and thin. You can thin. abandon it if you want, you know. I will pod through thick and thin. Nothing will stop me. <laughs> right? I will pod through wind and through hail, I will. through ice and snow, without fail. <laughs> for I am the pod man, and podding is what I do. <laughs> I, podding is in my veins. It runs through my veins, and it will. It shall run through my son's veins also. If you if you cut me in half, I will bleed pod. Yeah, correct. Like a piece of Blackpool rock, I will have the word <laughs> it just pod says written throughout podcast me. inside of me. <clears throat> Now, it's going to take more than extreme <laughs> dental pain for me to stop podcasting about Roy the Rovers, mate. That's good to know. It's very good to know. <laughs> well, he was where we are. It's, it's episode 39, I think. Uh, and at the top, the top of this one, it says, even Roy was feeling the blistering pace of the game. So this could be quite exciting. Mm. We've got, at the beginning, it says, uh, although Melchester Rovers had been relegated from the first division, Roy had hoped that a tournament in Scotland, which has gone on for like 10 weeks now, um, <laughs> would prove the ideal build-up to the new season. But he found himself making a number of enemies and was forced to report Trevor Brinsden, a fanatical Melchester fan, to the police during the tournament final against Highbury United. 
And of course, Roy did his uh, Frank Lampard, didn't he, last week? Yeah. And um, got Brinsden arrested. Yeah. Um, Brinsden's not going down without making a scene. He's there and he's shouting, Melchester Rovers, Melchester Rovers, I'll support you evermore, evermore. And um, it's a weird incoherent chant. It's it's an incoherent chant, isn't it? It's not like a classic. But also, his crime is being too much of a fan. It's not... I mean, if you think some of the chants that we've heard at football down the years, awful Mm. things, awful things. Yeah. Things, uh, extreme prejudice. Uh, You sometimes get things that are, like, very, very threatening and violent. Sometimes towards individual players. Mm. But, you know... Or towards minorities. Towards minorities. All I'm saying is, being devil's advocate, Princeton has not really done anything other than be extremely enthusiastic about Roy Race and Melchester Rovers. Yeah. I mean, it's crime has been to throw all them streamers under the pitch, them yellow streamers. Not bad. Which got the goalkeeper all tangled up. But as the policeman who's arresting him says on this page here, he just says, streamers are for parties, lad, not football matches. But so, in this era that we're go. talking about, at certain football grounds up and down the land, there were people throwing golf balls with nails in them. There's a famous picture of one fan, I yeah. think it was at Chelsea, with a dart in his eye, right? being walked mm. out by police. So, in the grand scheme of things, in the context of uh, the, the the shameful days of early 80s football hooliganism, a streamer is not worth making such a big song and dance about, in my opinion. But if you let it go, then it's just going to encourage more and more streamers, and then where are we going to be? Oh, I suppose maybe first well, it's streamers, that's, a, that's an entry missile. Once they get away with streamers, they it's move up. It's a gateway up. missile, isn't mm. it? Yeah. Yeah. And then you're going to have darts and you're going to have uh, golf balls with nails in. Yeah. It's impossible not to forget David Bowie uh, and I think what might have been his final ever live gig mm. in 2004 mm. when he got a lollipop stuck in his eye. Someone threw Are a you lollipop. Aware of that? Someone threw a lollipop. I think it was in Norway. And he threw a lollipop and the stick landed in his eye. There's a picture Fucking of it if you care to look for it. And I think he. Uh, he feigned a heart attack and re- re- retired from live shows after that. The stick bit, not the actual well, um, lolly bit, went in this, his eye. No, the stick, the stick end went in his eye, yeah. Well, he had problems so with his eyes anyway, didn't he? Out of his face. Like my brother Dom, he's got two different colour eyes, Bowie. I don't know if one of them mm. he was partially sighted in, but the last thing he needed was a lollipop stick in either of them. Well, the, the eye colour thing happened after he got punched in the face at school. Oh, his really? Eye oh, I didn't know colour. that. Oh, my brother was yeah, that's born what, with that's it. Yeah, that's what caused his... Right. My brother put his big toe in his eye in my mum's tummy. That's what he told me anyway. Is that what it was? Mm. In my mum's tummy? In my mum's tummy, uh-huh. but, he's, he, but he's, <laughs> he stabbed him, he kicked himself in the eye when he was still a baby <laughs> in, in my mum's tummy, yeah. Because I think boys, were well, one was green and one was blue. Uh, yeah. I think it was Danny Baker that said that the punch apparently was so hard that the eye began to go round and round like a fruit machine and it landed on a different colour. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful stuff. Um, don't forget, of course, we are going to do the Boy Odyssey at some point in the future. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Whether that's album by album or whatever. Or who just Bowie um, in Berlin, we don't know. We'll work it out. If we mm. can get like maybe 100 weeks out of it, we'll do it that way. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, streamers of a party's lad, not football matches. And the other copper says, let's go. So he's been hauled out. He's 
got his uh, scarf tied around his wrist. He's not going quietly. Um, that's Brinsden for you, but he's gone. And then, um, oh, fucking hell. What's this? What is this? Roy sought out the captain of Hybra, hmm. who looks a little bit like Ian Cranky, but with a moustache. Yeah. Looks a lot like Archie Buchanan, um, my mum's milkman lover. <laughs> yeah. Very similar. Similar look. From what I know of him, yeah. Yeah. That's how I imagine him. That must yeah. be quite frightening for you. It is, yeah. It's like Archie's back. <laughs> and, of course, one of Archie's numerous lies was that he played professional football for Burnian. Mm. This being a tournament in Scotland, there are so many it's, so oh, many things, it's John, tri- so many Archie triggers in this particular strip. John, John Cosmos fucking with you here, Sam. Yeah, he is, yeah. So Roy sought out the captain of Hybra and um, they shake hands and Roy says, that's the kind of support we don't want, Gordon. <laughs> Gordon. <laughs> Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Go here, Gordon, I need a word. Quick word. Hey, quick, Gordon. quick word in your shell like Gordon. <laughs> Gordon, let's have a little bit of a confab over here. And, and <laughs> what I like to call a tete-a-tete. Come here. <laughs> He's got... Roy's got... He's shaking hands with Gordon and he's got his other hand uh, on Gordon's shoulder. Uh, Sorry I had to happen. And Gordon says, well, he's gone now, Roy, so let's settle down and make a game of it, eh? This one man Uh, in a midst of about 40,000 has gone and these professionals were were sufficiently distracted (laughs) by his behaviour, which, as we've discussed, was pretty tame, that they couldn't concentrate on the game. They've had to sort out one individual who was just shouting too noisily. Ruined it for 40,000. And as you can see, he was quite high up as well. When you look at the vantage point that he's got in that first frame, he was fucking miles away from the pitch. Good good positioning for throwing a streamer high up like that. Because you can get get plenty of purchase behind it. You can throw it high and long. But um, yeah, he hasn't really... um, Ruined the experience for everyone. The amazing uh, so thing go- is that Roy and the authorities were able to uh, spot him as well, pick him out in the crowd when he was that far away from the pitch. But there you go. That's Roy for well, you. I think Doesn't you're, miss uh, a trick, does get- he? Exactly. I think you're underestimating the powers of Roy Race there. Yeah. You say that. So do you remember what the scoreline was in this? There'd been a couple of goals, hadn't they? Oh, no one idea. They've just, they've just mentioned it, yeah. Um, and so we move on. Uh, Roy hits a shot from... Outside of the box, it's got a nice bit of bend on it with his right foot. Uh, that's a lovely picture, that, when you see the bend of the ball heading towards the... Uh, just inside the post. Mm. But it's not. It's gone wide. Um, and the, the uh, one of the Lampards in the crowd says, Oh, Roy was just wide. He had a go when Burrow were expecting him to lay it off. Don't know who he's going to lay it off to. They've got fucking six men behind the ball in the box and the keeper. <laughs> fucking hell. I wonder if you can see the goal. He's got two um, strikers who are in terrible positions. One of them, I think it might be Diaz, is offside as mm. well by the looks of him. So I think that's no he fucking is, news. He? He's got no choice but to shoot. VAR. Yeah, VAR would have that as offside because it yeah. looks like it's just a kneecap he's or something in, like that. He's in line, but he, they'd find a way of ruling him offside. they find a way. they find a way. Mm. Um and there's an ad- advertising uh, hoarding behind the, the goal there, which looks like it's for Spurton's International Store. Oh. I don't know what... Um, I don't think that's good branding. Spurtons. I don't think it's good branding at all, the whatever they it, sell. The fuck's an international store when it's at all? What are they selling there? Mm. 
Peter Wheels. Spurtons. Spurtons International. Nah, don't like it. Morning, Spurtons International store here. How can I help you? <laughs> I was wondering if you sell a... <laughs> do you sell Egyptian cotton sheets? No. No. We sell, what is it that you sell there at Spurtons? Goods and products. Let's leave it at that, International shall we? International goods and products. Mm, from Source around the from globe. from foreign lands. <laughs> what a mysterious outlet. Do you sell Swiss watches? No. We don't deal with the Swiss. Spurton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're only just dealing with Europe. And it's through gritted teeth, let me tell you We've that. We've had our fingers burnt by the Swiss before. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out they don't sell anything international. Nah, or, or anything for that It's a fucking money matter. laundering operation. Mm, like a tanning salon. Yeah. That's what we'll be opening next, isn't it? Tanning salons. Filter the IFS I think money most through. things in London nowadays are some sort of money laundering thing. Because em- I think Burger King Everyone's is- skin, right? And yet, London, yeah. everywhere you look, a new, really overpriced bar is opening. So I don't go into mm. pubs and bars anymore much. But I was in one near West Ham recently, and, like, you know, it had about, it stopped about a million and one different craft ales, which straight away I'm thinking, alarm bells, this makes no business sense. Why would you stock all these different beers? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, you might sell one of yeah. each fucking category. It's, and, the, and the rest yeah. is just wasted stock that's just sitting there looking good anyway mm. I thought I don't get it everyone all the young it's all young people in there all you hear is young people saying they can't afford to live in London and the rents are extortionate and they can't afford to buy a place and wages don't go up all of which is true but these fucking bars just keep popping up and they're knocking out how much is a pint these days a fiver or something well in mm. London it'll be at least a fiver yeah. yeah so you're spending you go out with a bunch of mates you're spending 25, 30 quid a round, right? Mm. They're getting their avocado on toast or what have you for like yeah. God, 12 quid a pop, right? I don't think there's enough people to actually be legitimate customers of these places. I think that they must all just be places to wash money through. Yeah. That's what I recommend. Well, like they- I said before, I think, I, think, I think Burger King is as well. I've never seen anyone in Burger King. But there's still loads more, of them, isn't there? Yeah, you see people in there, but I think they're all like actors. They're just yeah, hanging about. They make it look legitimate. A lot of them yeah. go in there, but don't buy stuff. Yeah, so I don't know if they that's, just hang out. I don't know if that's slanderous what I've just said, but um, you know, we'll find out. I suppose find out the hard way. Find out Burger King sue us. We're fucked, mate. Yeah, that's it. It's over. Uh, I don't think mm. they'd sue us. Actually, I think they'd probably send someone round. What would it be in the kind of operation I've just suggested? It is. They'll send someone round with a fucking bat. Shut down. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cancel them. This is Sir John Burger King. The <laughs> podcasters are on to us. <laughs> the podcasters. Dawson and Delaney. They're on to us. Have them cancelled. You know what this means. <laughs> Fuck. That's the way we'll go down. Because we will go down mm. eventually. Um, yeah, it's just about where it's going to come yeah, from. Yeah, where and when and how. Mm. So, uh, and, yeah. like, and they say in the Sopranos, you never know. It just the screen suddenly turns blank. You know, like yeah. at the well, I don't want to spoil it if you've never seen the Sopranos. <laughs> You're going to do a spoil of the Sopranos ten years after it finished. Well, you know how it ends, mm. like the last ever episode. Yeah, and there's a lot of debate as to what that means. But yeah. I've always thought it means that he's dead. Yeah, because he has a convers he has a conversation with his 
excellent brother-in-law, that big fat bloke who is who his sister marries at one point. And uh, he goes, when it comes, when you get hit, mm. the amazing thing is there's all this drama when someone gets shot, but the guy's the victim. The way we do things is you'll never know. You'll never, never know, know you've been hit because yeah. it will just happen in a second and everything will just go black and that'll be it. And then... About ten episodes later, that's what happens. He's sitting there happens. in a diner with his family, eating some onion mm-hmm. rings, and then out of the blue, bang, it's black. Mm. And I think he's dead. And that has very much prepared me for how you and I are likely to how this go podcast out of the will game. finish. Yeah. Mm. Dead. Yeah. One of the other podcasters will get us when we release because you know how podcasters operate as well. Mm. They're very efficient. They'll come in when we release it. There'll be someone will come up to you when you're having one of your wet shaves in the barber shop. You'll be there yeah. in your local Sunderland barber shop where everyone knows you, having your, your your shave with a cutthroat razor, looking at the newspaper, and then all mm. of a sudden someone will come in and you'll think it's just any other customer. Then all of a sudden the screen Bang. will go blank, screen right, and that'll be you, lovely and dead, and you and, yeah. and you won't know, but. It'll be reported later that a man who looked very much like Adam Buxton yeah. was seen seen in the, in the Sunderland area carrying what appeared to be a pistol with a silencer attached yeah. to it. I thought it would be the quickly Kevin lot. <laughs> Could th- be them. I thought, yeah. but that's the beauty of it. Could be any of they all they all want to get us. They all want a piece of so us. The producer of the Peter Crouch podcast followed me on Twitter the other day, so oh, I. I I assumed that might be a little bit of um. You know, reconnaissance uh, before yeah. putting a hit out on us. Yeah. But maybe Crouch has put a hit on us. Imagine Crouch and Buxton doing it together, because Buxton's about three foot eight and Crouch is nine foot five. They'll make be a, a good, good combo. Like, they might go, because they, they know that we're pretty tough. I mean, I would say we're probably the toughest podcasters out there. Yeah. They think we're going to have to team up against these two. They, you won't be able to take them down alone. Crouch. The other Cr- podcasters. Crouch will be wearing a a very long raincoat and he'll open it up mm. and he'll have Buxton clipped onto his belt <laughs> under the raincoat and he'll be carrying Buxton the gun. holding the pistol. <laughs> yeah. Open the Surprise, raincoat. Surprise, motherfuckers! Up. <laughs> yep. Open the raincoat. <laughs> Close the raincoat again. Out the door. <laughs> yeah. CCTV in the Excellent. street sees nothing. Mm. Well, well. Uh, well right, we're on It's the a floor. great plan. It's a great plan, and if, any, if there's any other rival podcasters listening who are planning to assassinate us, take note, because it is going to have to take something quite cunning hmm. to um, wipe us out of all this. Well, we just said it's going to take at least a, a join-up of two podcasts hmm. to take Possibly us down. more. Possibly more. Where were we? Uh, yeah, so Royce just hit a shot wide of the post, and then it says moments later, as Hybra hit back, Charlie Carter, who now seems to be free of all of his demons, um, dives out at the feet of a hybrid mm. player and grabs the ball with both hands. Save, Charlie Carter, says the crowd. Still one all. Neither side can get a grip on the game. Um, even Roy was feeling the pace. Did it, did it happen in the last friendly? He, he had a sit down on the pitch then as well, didn't he? He was going to have to go off because he was fucked. It's happened again. Oh, uh, yeah, there was one where he he was exhausted because of all his stresses. Yeah, it's happened again. Um, even Roy was feeling the piss. He says, he's, he's sitting down, holding his head. He says, uh, you wouldn't think this is supposed to be a friendly. What's your blackie? And blackie's there. <laughs> and he says, there's a lot at stake, Roy. Ibra wants to prove they deserve to take our place in the first division. 
I didn't ask for your life story, Blackie. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> I just wanted to fucking nod To be head. honest, I was, I was making fucking on-pitch small talk, to be honest. <laughs> just a fucking... You could have just sim- laughed and shrugged or something. Simple nod of affirmation, something like that. Fucking hell. Yeah. But- Spare me the fucking monologues. Jalapeño. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Jalapeño. Roy takes it up another notch as well. He says, you're right. And we, in turn, want to show the world that the second (laughs) division is no place for the Rovers. But it fucking is, Roy, you entitled prick. Because you got relegated fair and square, right? And no one has addressed this properly. No one has addressed it apart from me, right? They yeah. got fucking relegated fair and square. You can't get relegated and then just think, say, go around saying, wow, this is outrageous. We don't deserve to be in this division. <laughs> if you've been relegated, that's exactly where you deserve to be. This has been inquest. He's made... He's, he's made he's, there's been no inquest... His job has never been... His performance as a coach has never been called into question. And he, in turn, has not called the players. Like, he's not he's not addressed any of the players and what their role in the whole thing might have been. He's just you know a carom like? as usual. We remain Melchester Rovers, the best team in the world. You know what it's like? it's like? It's like Labour after the 2019 election. There's been no yeah. actual inquest or reckoning or anything no. like that. They're just carrying on. Corbyn's still doing Prime Minister's questions. They just pretend mm-hmm. nothing's happened. Well, and they say know. self-romanticising things as well. Like, Melchester Rovers, <laughs> you know, will say, well, we are Melchester Rovers. And the Labour Party do say, we are the Labour Party. And for <laughs> generations, we have been an, in, a, an extremely important, vital part of so many people, working people's lives in this country. And, it, and you're like, yeah, all right. OK, mate, cheers. Thanks for the update. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> so, yeah, you know what's happened here, right? I think there's. I've just looked forwards, and there's nothing else about Roy having his bit of a sit down and a rest. I think your man Skew is it David Skew? Mm. Yeah, I think he's he's written this one two panels short, and he's got to the end, and he's thought, oh, "Fuck, I've done it short," and then he's come up with these out. two panels here that we're looking at. Yeah, oh, I need to fill it in a bit. Oh, I'll have Roy sit down and do a bit, a bit of a speech. <sighs> I am. can agree with him. Look in that bottom drawer. He's gone to so hey, pop, pop, open that bottom drawer over there, right? I remember in an idle moment over summer, I'm sure I did some sketches of Roy sort of lying on a pitch just for my own amusement, and I thought, I'll keep them, they could come in handy. <laughs> now, pass her over here, I'll get them coloured in, and we'll just stick them in the gaps here. I was thinking there were going to be some sex 
droids, but then I thought better of it, so... Uh, uh, then I spoke with the publishers, and you know what they're like? They fucking got cold feet last minute about the sex Roy After Dark <laughs> issue I was going to make for Top Shelf, for the dads, you know. <laughs> for the dads, because everyone knows Roy, but the dads might want something a bit racier, so I thought... We could do Roy... <laughs> Literally racier. We could do Ro- Roy racier, right? And we could sit that top <laughs> shelf next to Razzle, right? And all of that stuff. The mucky one. And then, and it's mainly just about him and Penny, right? And they they get into the swinging circuit around Melchester Way. <laughs> it's all about that. But then on the lower shelves, it's just the normal, decent Roy, the Rovers, normal stories. I thought it was a great business idea, but the publishers got cold feet last minute. We had to pulp. We had to pull 100,000 mucky comics. <laughs> right? Like they were on their way out to WH Smith's and all the rest of it. They got, it got stopped, turned around, they went and got pulped. What a waste. What an absolute waste. But and all I've say, got is a few, Roy... few sketches. <laughs> Roy lying down on a football pitch. <laughs> They even came they came round and made me rub out the stuff that he had, he had on top of him. I'm not even allowed to say what it was. <laughs> I've had to draw kits over his blood. naked flesh, which luckily is not too difficult. But, you know, there, there were some great storylines in there. There were a bit about Blackie and his missus getting involved. We did a whole strip <laughs> about Paco Diaz's uh, summer holiday back in Spain and what he fucking gets up to. That was fucking magic. <laughs> I got right turned on just drawing it but myself. The, <laughs> but then they made me do a thing. He had to go and get his, uh, his, uh, you know, his, his Douglas dealt with at a clinic when he came back. And I didn't <laughs> think that was very good. I thought that was a sad ending. But, you know, they said it was for, like, you know, social fucking something or other. They were on about <laughs> social you can responsibility. Do it as long as there, there has to be a, an educational element to it, right? And I was like, fucking hell's bells. Do you think anyone buys fucking Escort or Razzle for education? But that was one of the, one of the things they were determined to get in there. Didn't stop him popping it anyway in the end. No backbow. No fucking backbow. <laughs> I kept five copies of myself. They'll end up on the auction circuit one day. The fucking... You know minted. what? You know what? There's, no bo- there's nobody with balls left in the fucking comic business anymore. <laughs> Right, you go back. When I first got into comics, right, it were a proper business. There were me- visionary men, men with fucking balls, who were who were willing to publish and be damned. Right, nowadays it's gone fucking corporate. <laughs> fucking sick of it. <laughs> um. So yeah, two extra panels that he's put in there. Um, as Rovers began to draw upon all their vast skill and experience, the vast skill and experience that, lest we forget, just got them relegated. Um, mm-hmm. Lovely break by Noel Baxter, and Roy launches a ball over the top towards Noel, which has been headed on to him by Blatty Gray. That's the stuff, Rovers. Let's show them we didn't deserve to be relegated. You fucking did! Yeah. You fucking did! The fans are deluded, the manager's deluded... I haven't heard a fucking peep out of what's-his-name, Ben Galloway, who's supposed to be no, sort of running the shop. He? He's fucking gone to ground. Right, the chairman, we've not heard anything of. This Sam, is a club. It's a Sam club. Barlow, yeah. The, the, the club are sleepwalking into Rose. a... Yeah, into fucking a, a footballing wasteland. Mm. It's not now dissimilar the, to the Sunderland story. Very much so, yeah. I'm seeing a lot of parallels with it. Sunderland went down, and then they went down again. 
And why? Because there wasn't a Fulham Frank inquest. Exactly but that. Even, exactly that. But Sunderland fans were not like the Melchester fans, though. I mean, you were very, you've been critical of Sunderland. And I'm sure a lot of other Sunderland fans have as well. These, it was only the owners and perhaps some of the other management playing staff who were deluded. The problem with Melchester is even the fans stay right behind them and go, yeah, we're brilliant. We, we deserve to be champions of the first division. Idiots. Idiots. Fuckers. I mean, we, we said, yeah, we deserve to be relegated. I mean, some of us fucking applauded it because it was long overdue. Yeah. But, you know, never mind. Uh, so, Baxter's got it and a uh, hybrid defender says, watch Diaz, Borough. He'll be looking for Baxter's cross. And uh, another very educated member of the crowd says, Rovers have scored a lot of goals with this move. <laughs> what a cross. What a tosser. <laughs> oh, look, the, the full-backs are overlapping and the, and the midfielders yeah. have made late runs towards the box. This is a play that's been very successful for them recently. Yeah, we've, got a, we've got a proto-hipster fuck? fucking football fan here. You go yeah. to it, mate, what are you talking about? I don't even fucking understand our own team's tactics, let alone fucking knowing the other team's <laughs> tactics, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> They've scored a lot of goals with this move. They've got just a 99% success rate with this mm. move. It's called the inverted instead, W. Fuck off. Like, fuck it is. It's just <laughs> happening by fluke. You've just fucking made it up. Yeah. Roy wouldn't know what you were it's- fucking on about, and he's the coach. The only other fucking member of the coaching staff, by the way, is that bloke Taffy, who sort of serves as, I think, kick man, physio, coach, and yeah. sort of confidant. Because yeah. there's no one they else. Used to call him, they used to call him the trainer. Yeah. Because they? they did so, everything. Yeah. <laughs> the trainer. Right, lads, I want you to run over there, then run back again. Right, that's it. Anyone get to it? I'll put a sponge on it. Well done. Right. Well done. Right, I'm going to have a bit of five aside now. Um... Yeah, so it's amazing, really. I mean, I would be looking at that as well. If it was me doing a post-mortem on the relegation, I'd be saying, right, what kind of coaching stuff have you got? you got that bloke, Taffy, who seems, to be honest, a sort of fairly simple imbecile. <laughs> He's there just to do your fucking bidding, right? Blackie <laughs> yeah. sometimes kind of chips in if he feels like it. But let's be honest, Blackie's just a lapdog to you. Yeah. Right? And you are trying to be player and manager, plus you've perennially got loads of personal dramas that seem to overshadow what's going on in your day job. So, Mm. you know, stay on as manager, because we know you're an icon, you're popular with the fans, but I think we've really got to change the setup here. No, 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 no. I don't want either people fucking coming in and poking their fucking noses in. Listen, mate, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But it is fucking broke, right? It's very fucking We've been broke. relegated, eh? I tell you what, I know what they're up to, Taffy. They'll get some other cunt in, right? And they'll want to fucking wet his beak in all of our little fucking transfer deals that we got, all those cosy setups we got with those agents, right? They'll be coming in here, sniffing about, reporting back to Galloway. No fucking way, eh? This is my <laughs> little... Fu- this is Roy's house. This is Roy's fucking domain, <laughs> right? Me and Taffy can handle things just fucking fine. And if we keep doing what we did last season, I, I've no doubt that we'll get promoted. We'll turn it around. <laughs> yeah. Just do the same, but at a lower keep, level, so it'll work. It's the opposite, isn't it? Keep plugging away. Sorted out of the training ground um, with Taffy. So, but they don't do the cross. He says, a short pass. He's turned it inside to Jimmy Slade. And Roy's shouting, near post, Jimmy. And uh, Blatty Great is completely unmarked. Uh, heads it in. Yes, Melchester have nosed in front. Now they'll really turn it on. What, you reckon? 
no guarantees there at all, but they do. Uh, early in the second half, a devastating run by Paco Diaz tore the Borough defence apart. He has he's slalomed his way through the defenders and then mm. played it across to Vernon Elliott, who may be offside as well, but uh, different different rules then. Uh, Vernon Elliott, it was just a tap-in. We won four. We won four. Mm. They're shouting. We've come all this way to fucking Scotland. It's a bit reminiscent of, you know that miss where Gaza didn't quite latch onto the cross against Germany in Euro 96? 96, yeah. Where he stretches out. It's a mm. similar sort of opportunity to that, but in this case, Vernon Elliott's He's just got it. that extra half yard of pace to connect with the ball. Toe-ended it in, hasn't he? Mm. So, and then we have, in the closing minutes, with the deadliest left foot in football, Roy Race gave them four. And Racy's put one in there. Someone's thrown his bobble hat in the air to, to celebrate. Goal! The rocket rules! Okay! There it is, 4-1 at full time. The stadium thundered with applause for both teams. And it's some Melchester fans who are saying, uh, Hybra weren't disgraced. They must know they'll never face a tougher match in the first division next season. Still fucking deluded. They're playing <laughs> against a team that's just been relegated and they're saying they're not going to face a tougher match in the first division. Unbelievable. Absolutely unreal. Yeah. Um, and another Look, one says, and now they've take got hold a cup of that and they're celebrating. Roy. They're celebrating this poxy tin pot competition like Dickhead they've cup. won the Champions League, right? Yeah. Blackie and Roy are going mental. The, the, the hubris of these people is astonishing. Unbelievable. Hooray, they shout. That's the way to start mm. a new season. Fucking Dickhead. in Division 2. You fucking cunt. Yeah. The Rovers are riding high again, says another one. It's a fucking friendly tournament in Scotland. In Scotland. Yeah. It's, got, it's no a waste of Scotland. time. Complete waste of time. And money and energy. But then... Don't forget that the Scottish Football League was, uh, you know, I would say almost on a par with the English First Division in this era. Though. Yeah, it was. It was really good, wasn't it? This is before Celtic and Rangers came back to the fore. It was the years of Aberdeen and Dundee United, wasn't it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, winning European um, trophies and stuff like that. Yeah, it was very very high standard in Scotland. But then we see uh, Trevor Brinston outside the stadium with his skinhead pal, mm. um, who is an absolute complete skinhead. We're talking about bald and... Mm. Slaphead. Spherical head. He looks a little bit like an alien, almost. I think he looks a bit like me. I said this before. He reminds me of me yeah. a little bit. Yeah, or as I said, someone who's been um, on the chemotherapy for a while. Bit of both. Yeah, well, that that's that's a comparison that's made between me a, a, a yeah, lot that as lot well. Yeah, a lot, do you? I think, I think it's good luck. Mm. Well, now that I've started clean-shaving my head with a razor yeah. rather than clippers, once a week I give it the clean shave. Right. Feel, it feels uh, really exhilarating, mate. Use, you should try Do you it. use um, shaving foam or gel? Yeah, I cover my whole head in shaving foam. Do you know I what? might do an Instagram story and stick say, it on Do you ever take photographs of Instagram. that? <laughs> I'll put it on the Top Light Time Machine account, right? <laughs> step by step. You lather it up, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then you do it. It took some tra- like a few goes for me to get it down, but now it feels so invigorating. Does it? Afterwards, you feel as light as a feather. And Ow. you rub your head, and the and the and the shiny baldness is really it's nice to touch. Do you put any oil on it, or like uh, f- sometimes polish? if I've shaved my face as well, if I've shaved my face as well, I'll get a, a light moisturizer and I'll rub yeah. it all over my face, and then I'll rub it on and my you, bald head on as your well. <laughs> Bad thing happened though. 
I got some. Um, I got a three for two deal on the Gradual Tan Moisturizer Boots own brand. Oh yeah. Right. Because I was worried that I looked really pale and unhealthy all the time. Mm. So I saw this in boots. I thought, I love that. It's a three for two. And I started using it on my face. So it wasn't a fake tan. Well, it is. But it's not like where you put it on and you're brown. It's like very subtle over time. Mm. It just gives you a little bit of a tint, right? And But what I didn't realise was, and only occurred to me, funnily enough, on the day, my ill-fated day on this morning, when I was brightly lit and I was having the makeup done before I went on, and when I was brightly lit with one of those mirrors that have lights on, I realised that I had a sort of tan face and it ended just above, <laughs> it ended at my hairline, right? And it was really visible. It was almost like a straight line. So the whole top of my head was like bright white. And then there was a straight line around the, where my hairline was. And then it was sort of a yellowy brown downwards. Oh, man. And I said, I, I just said to her, I said to the maker, oh, look at that. I've never noticed that before. That's awful. And she said, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's not noticeable. It's only the light. But then she spent about half an hour with a brush with some makeup, p- brushing my head with makeup to try and even up <laughs> the coloration between the two some, shades. Could she not just put some talc on your, on your face? Yeah, put this fucking hat on. We keep you're on in five minutes. <laughs> Sit this hat on. We keep this for emergencies. <laughs> put this, put fuck, this fez on. <laughs> put this clown wig on. You'll <laughs> be fine. Oh, maybe more than uh, the pharmacist. That was what really did for me on this morning. I think was it the was. Um, absur- absurdity of the colour contrast on my yeah. head. Well, it was a combination of things, really, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a clusterfuck, you might call yeah. it. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, Slaphead there says, uh, Hey, Trev, do you know what I just heard? It was Reesey himself who identified you to the police. Oh, what a grass. Yeah. How's he heard that? Oh, fair enough. Did he not fucking see? Did he not see fucking mm. Reesey putting him out? Saw Everyone what saw what happened. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brinson says, What? I don't believe it. Why wouldn't <laughs> do a thing like that to his greatest fan? And then we see Brinson's furious face. In a close-up. But if he did, he'll regret it. The Rovers are my life. No one's going to stop me from supporting them. Not no. even Roy Race. No. Fucking hell. He looks fucking I love him like so he means much. business. I love him so much, I'm going to fucking destroy them. Yeah, if I can't support him, <laughs> nobody can. <laughs> you know what Toxic I mean? masculinity Whoa. there. I'm going to ruin his... style. I'm going to ruin his beautiful face. Uh, he he means business, Princeton, but he's hard to take seriously when he's there in a sleeveless denim jacket and a silly little mm. bubble hat like one of the fucking flumps. Poodle. There's Just a like fucking ten-year-old poodle out of the flumps. Yeah. yeah, flumps deep dive. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> that now that is really worth considering because the fucking <laughs> dynamic is, yeah. in that family setup they had in the flumps was peculiar <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> I'm just on YouTube to see how many episodes of The Flumps are on. Oh, there's a few. Oh, there's a few. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. That's that is enough some for tune, now, mate. But it's that- on. It's on The Flumps channel on YouTube. Do you fancy playing this episode out with the flumps? Yeah, let's do that, shall yeah, we? Fuck it. But yeah, there's a, there's about ten episodes on uh, 
on YouTube. As so soon as it. we that's finish recording, while I wait for my searing oral pain to res- uh, um, like reside, mm. uh, not reside, recede, I will maybe pass the time and distract myself from the pain by watching a few episodes of that. Go for what it. Be- what better way to cheer yourself up, eh? Yeah, we'll do. We'll do that. We'll do the flump side to see when we're finished with Michael Owen. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, that's the end of this one as well. Uh, yeah, and it says next good. week Rovers' first match. Next week Rovers' first match in the second yeah, division. Let's see how they go on. And I've never said this before about yeah, Roy the Rovers, but I actually am hoping they lose just for a yeah. bit of a wake up call. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. they're in the sort of same mind where they feel they just need to turn mm. up to get the three points. Well, it's not or two points. It was in that day in those days. Well, it's not as simple as that, Rovers, right? And I hope you get the fucking wake-up call mm. that you need. So I, I feel bad saying it, but I hope well, Manchester lose As we next know, week. there is a wake-up call coming down the line, isn't there? But it's more than just a few defeats. Oh, it's oh. much bigger than losing. Yeah. He, he loses something, yeah. but it's not fucking... Plasma. It's not points. Yeah. Ah, oh, I've lost my plasma. <laughs> it's all oh, the losing plasma in, Blackie. <laughs> my carpet's covered in fucking plasma. <laughs> so that's right. it how many marks out of 10 do you want to give that one 10 10 okay, I'll, um, <laughs> no I'll give it a 9 I'll give it a 9 as well doesn't feel like a 10 yeah. but there we are mm. right that's it from this episode we'll be back soon with uh, more and we'll start in uh, researching the flumps now yeah. TTFN just rest <laughs> Flexibility, take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. 